we tend to be hustlers, right? You tend to want to try a bunch of things and you tend to want to overcompensate for your weaknesses. And what I tell people all the time, it takes you longer to compensate for your weakness than to just be greater at what you're already great at. Even an athlete, like people think, oh, I'm an athlete and I have to be well-rounded across. No, you just have to be the best at what you do because that's your given talent. That's what life put on you. So if you are incredible at selling and, and incredible at people, but you're horrible at operating, find someone who's incredible at operating and partner with them. That, that will allow your business to grow faster because now you have someone who's amazing at operating, but is not great at people. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Lex Barrero. Lex is the mastermind behind some of music's biggest producers, including the multi-platinum Monsters and Strangers and Latin Grammy, award-winning and Grammy award-nominated Taney, with whom he co-founded Neon 16 and Tooth. Welcome to our show. Hey, thanks for having me. Can you share a story of how you got into this industry? <laughs> so funny enough, I never wanted to be in the music industry. I, oh. I wanted to be an architect. So my, my oh, dream really? was, yeah, my dream was to be an architect. I, in, in high school, I studied uh, with the goal of being an architect. So I studied and I took drafting classes and extra math classes. And in order to really create that, I, I feel like as life would be, I, I'm, I'm still an architect of dreams for people, but but essentially, there was a there was a time where hip hop was really prevalent here in the U.S. and and I really wanted to get a pair of Air Jordans because Michael Jordan was God at that time, and my family just didn't have the money. So I started f finding ways to hustle the money, and it started with candies, and then eventually it led to me burning CDs and selling CDs. And then one day in in the middle of my lunch, I saw this kid who just who was rapping and freestyling, and everybody would get around him, and it just like it, it clicked. I said, "What if I?" record something with this kid and I was messing around with a program called Fruity Loops that was like in his earliest version and I had the sample version at that and we did this one song and we sold it to all our classmates and I was able to buy the pair of Jordans and with that I started my journey of okay I want to be in the music industry there's something really interesting here so I started to intern at a studio that summer that was between my junior and senior year and every day there was artists that would come in and one day an artist came in and I liked his music. I called him and I said, look, I don't know anything about the music industry, but I know how to sell water to a well. I know how to promote. I'm, I'm popular in school and we're going to figure it out. And my mom is a pastor. She had a, a, a recording studio in the back of her church where she recorded her preachings. And I told him like, look, like night, we can go there and we can record. And so we did a, a little demo of six songs. And at the end of the internship, I asked the, the person that owned the studio where I was interning, how do I get to the people that sign artists? And they're like, oh, they're called A&Rs. So I was like, yeah, how do I get to those guys? Get on the yellow pages and start making phone calls. And so I got the yellow pages. And for those that don't know what the yellow pages are, I uh, used <laughs> to be the directory on how you found people's numbers because you don't have yeah. Google or, or the internet. So I got on the yellow pages. I called every single label in Miami. And of course, no one picked up. And then I went into my senior year thinking I'm going to go into architecture and 
One day, an a from Sony called me and said, hey, why don't you come over? And I was like in shock. I was like, oh my God, I skipped school that next day. I, I had at that time, I had hair, I had bl blonde fro. I put a pink shirt with a with a, 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 a suit jacket, Air Force Ones. I showed up to the meeting and the, and the guy goes, how old are you? I was like, oh, I'm 16. If I would have known you're 16, I would have never taken this meeting. But he took the meeting. He heard the music and said, look, I, I think it's good, but this is urban. Uh, funny enough, it was Latin mixed with hip hop. And he said, this is urban. And Sony, we have Shakira, we have Ricky Martin. We're pop, we're big, but I like you. And I'm going to send you to this other contact of a company that called Revolut that will give you a distribution deal for this. And so wow. I went, they gave us a distribution deal. I signed my first deal. My mom negotiated it with an immigration attorney because we didn't know that entertainment attorneys existed. And then I was on what I thought it was on the way, but obviously nowhere near making real money. But it started to teach me the road. It started to teach me how to, how to be Amazing. managing an artist that was doing little tours in the crappiest clubs in the, in, in the East Coast. And then that led to me honing in my producer skills. And I started really producing and understanding how records were made. And, and that got me my first break in New York after that, because I went to a beat battle. And when I got to the beat battle, I wasn't a part of it. I, I got to this music conference called Dynamic Producers, and they put a list of all these people that were going to be in the beat battle. And I wasn't in it. And I annoyed super annoyed the organizer her name was felicia and i was like please you got to let me in i came from miami and she was like nope kid that's not how the music industry works you didn't make it good luck next time enjoy the music conference so friday saturday i enjoy the music conference sunday's the beat battle and she's calling all the participants who later on went to become major successful producers but at the time there were these young guys like me and she calls the last person and the person's not there and so i rushed down and i'm like please let me be in it so she jesus this kid is so annoying go ahead get in it i end up winning the beat battle and so wow. when i won the beat battle you get to work with russell simmons and his new company because he has sold def jam at the time and he created the russell simmons music company and then that night at the studio the guy that, that was the president of his company gregory beef jones was there and I worked in the studio and then the same thing I had this level of confidence that I felt like I could do anything so I went up to him I said you should hire me because I'm going to be the biggest executive in the music industry and he laughed and he said that's not how it works but it but I like you if you get yourself to New York City I will give you an internship and and that was that I, I took a, I came back home I took out a business a student a Bank of America credit card and I moved to New York City to intern and within a couple of months, I was homeless. I was sleeping on couches, ultimately slept on the sixth train for months, then a church where I got kicked out of. And eventually I got my break by placing my first song with, with Puff, with Diddy. And then my career changed after that. I started becoming a producer and so on. Wow, Lex. Yeah. Well, that's how dreams are made, ladies and gentlemen. This is well, such a wonderful story, Lex. It is really motivates and inspires and to understand that sometimes we have to hit those hardships. We have to get those no's to really see the big picture. Yeah, it's important. Right? Life is life. I think regardless if you're wealthy yeah. or if you're successful in your career or you're just starting or life is life will teach you his ways. And I think a lot of people, especially this generation of today, they're used to the microwave of everything, right? They want everything instant. They want never, nothing yes. has value. But when you go through these hardships, when you had to fight mm. to get into an industry because there was no internet, when you had to like really 
get scrubby and 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 figure it out it, it teaches you character it teaches you what it takes it teaches you a level of of understanding and it builds your skin to take the hits that come mm -hmm. with life and success yes. because people have a misconception that because you make money or you're really successful life gets easier and and that's not the case <laughs> it gets com it, the problems are bigger and they get more complicated and it's okay it's part of it it's not a negative thing but it's important those processes are where you get to really build character as a human being regardless of the career that you take it, they're important to your success because they truly allow you to understand what it takes to to get it at that level and also the amount of work and sacrifice that it takes to be able to reach your goals. Said. So from that story, from that beginning, what have you learned that you utilize in your business today as an entrepreneur? Is there some fundamental part of that journey that you live by today? Yeah, I, I think multiple parts, right? I, I think one is the understanding of, of vision, right? I the the vision that I had of wanting to become this very successful music producer allowed me to get conviction because then I, I had a, a reason for that conviction. I knew what I wanted. I, I knew that I can get make it happen. And if that meant that I had to stand outside of Sony Studios every day giving my beats to then that's what it meant. And then that gave me obsession because I obsessed myself with wanting to it. And that obsession truly allowed me to understand and and grow perseverance to go through the hard things because I knew this yeah. is all I wanted. It was everything that I needed. And so I use all those things in, in my business today. And then it really, on top of that, it, it truly taught me how I wanted to be as a leader, right? What it truly takes to develop people, what it takes to be that, that furnace that really continues to polish the diamond. And so it taught me a lot about human development. And how to truly lead people to success, whether that is a client and a talent or whether that is an executive that I'm working or whether that's my assistant or whether that's a human being that's just my friend that I'm helping them. And that part of it is, is why I told you at the beginning that I feel like today I'm still an architect of dreams, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think my biggest gift in success in business is not my financial knowledge or my knowledge of music. It's truly the understanding of how the human emotion and the brain truly work together to allow you to push yourself to a place where you can make your dreams a reality. And so because of that, I learned that through my own process. I learned that through, again, learning how to, I, I didn't have an option because I didn't have money to say, oh, I can try this one day, try another thing one day. No, I had one shot. I had to get some clarity on my vision and I had to truly understand, do I want to be a music producer? Do I want to be an executive? Do I want to be a studio engineer? I had to be very clear with that. And again, then I had to build conviction because I knew that the hard times were going to come and I had to obsess myself about it. It was mm -hmm. everything I, I thought about every single day. I read about it. I, I bought every Source magazine, every XXL magazine. I, I became a, a student of the game in every sense of the word. I'd pay attention to the smallest detail. If an executive liked coffee a certain way, I was the first one to bring that coffee in because it was my way in. If someone would walk out of the Universal building uh, to smoke a cigarette every single day at the same time, I, I learned that schedule because I knew I had to go down and ask for a bathroom break so I could be at the Starbucks, so I could see the guy come out, so I could run and give him my beat CD. You became, that obsession became a part mm -hmm. of it. And those are the things I use today as the fundamentals to build my business, as in the fundamental biz build the human element around me in order to become really successful. So I think a large part of my success is I, I truly, when I have it, because there's times that I've met people or I meet 
clients or artists that I just don't see the vision for it. But when I have it, when I see those first three steps and I understand the rhythm, I'm the best. I can take anybody anywhere uh, and allow them to truly develop into being who they want to be as humans and reach their dreams along the way. Awesome, Lex. That's so cool. And the key point there, I believe, or a major part of that is also faith. Like you had, not on the religious side, faith in in your ability, faith in actually achieving what you set out to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's conviction, right? And I think conviction comes when you feel that what you're doing has purpose. Yeah. Uh, but that purpose truly comes with the understanding of what you could do and how that reaches people, right? Because I think that's truly important. Like when you have when you have a clear vision, then you build conviction. Conviction makes you obsessed. When you're obsessed, you build perseverance. And that perseverance allows you also to understand that you need to work in teamwork. There's nothing that you can make alone. We're an ecosystem. And when you learn how to work in teamwork, you learn how to understand the value of people. And when you understand the value of people, you build purpose because the purpose is the people. Everything we do as businessmen, as humans, has an effect on others. And when you understand that the biggest success that you can have is not the financial wealth for yourself, but to build financial wealth so you can have the freedom to help others, to create opportunities for others, then it builds purpose. And that purpose is really what gives you the faith because you understand that what you're doing is not for a selfish need, it's, it's for a purpose of greater need. And so that purpose drives you and you, I, t I, I tend to, tempt, to tell people, I have no fear of death, right? And it comes not because I'm like, oh, who, who cares if, if death comes? No, it's because I understand my purpose, right? And I feel that once my purpose is completed, then my time is, is, is no longer needed. Like I have purpose. Every, I, I wake up with intention in what I do every single day and to create intention in every moment that I have. So all that comes from, again, that process in my life where I learned the importance of what we could do to affect people's lives and how that drives. And that gives you faith. I think most of the time when mm -hmm. people get discouraged with their work or their dream is because their dream is completely selfish. And when you are only thinking of yourself, it's like anything else, right? You get money and you buy a house and then you buy a watch and then you buy a Ferrari. And sooner or later, the Ferrari is just sitting there and you're driving it once a month. And then you realize that you want something else. You want somebody else's Ferrari. And you want another watch and you want a bigger house and you want a bigger. Why? Because your fulfillment comes from the selfish need of acquiring something that gives you status and not from a point of view of saying, hey, what I have is a blessing to others. So how do I utilize that every day to bless others? And I think when you look at the major corporations in America, all of them were started with the simple thought of making humanity better. Bill Gates didn't create Microsoft thinking he was going to be a billionaire. He created Microsoft because he felt that there was a better way for personal computing. Same thing with, with Steve Jobs. Same things with, with across a board. Amazon wasn't created with the notion of he thought he was going to be a billionaire. He saw a business opportunity. He understood there was a room in the marketplace and could grow to be a successful business. But his idea was, how do I get all the books in the world in front of people so they don't have to have, they don't have to go library or bookstore to find something? And in the process, mm -hmm. he, he did make our lives better. All of us use Amazon, at least here daily, for everything in life. All of us use the, the computer and the iPhone, and it has facilitated connection with people. 
And then because of that, it created value and became billion dollar businesses. But the real focus is always how do you create or how do you build something that can change humanity and can affect change? And, and that sometimes for people, they think that it only means doing something huge, but it's not. You can have a regular nine to five and still every single day wake up with intention and understand that you can make a change. And yeah, when you go to a McDonald's or a restaurant and there's a difference between the server being like, hi, how are you, Sahid? How are you doing? How's your day going? Oh, you want mm. that chocolate pudding? It's so good. Or, okay, what do you want? Yeah, here you go. That's a huge difference. Like when you have a great waiter in a restaurant, not only do you mm. want to bless them and give them a better tip, but you feel like your day got better because you're like, if this person is yeah. having an amazing day and they have this amazing, amazing energy towards everything they're doing, what am I doing? Because I'm not serving. I'm here eating. So, so I got to change my energy. But when the person comes in and it pisses you off and they do the bad service and they throw you the knife, <laughs> now your day is, oh, wait, I'm paying for the service. Why are you treating me like this? And it's that same mm. understanding in everything in life. So in a long way, answering your question, yes, I have faith in my ability to accomplish this, but it comes from purpose. We lead with us compared to leading with me. We change that focus to us, everything changes. It's the law of cause and effect. When we're out there starting our day, envisioning everyone, because in my books, I feel like we're just one. Everything is just one. There's no separation. And when you lead with that type of attitude, good things happen. A hundred percent. I think every, everything good happens at that point, right? It's really, it, it, that's what creates that, that ability for us to really truly be successful and, and mm -hmm. successful in every sense of the word, right? Not just in financial and accomplishments, but in life. Like it, it gives yeah. you a sense of purpose and you wake up differently. Yeah. You feel differently about yourself and, 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 and you learn to love life and live life instead of letting life live you. Yes. Can you share with us what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? I know we touched upon a few, but sure. something that may stand out right now. Like I, I think, again, having the purpose and the understanding we're an ecosystem, we're here to help each other. Most humans are searching for purpose. Most young people are searching for purpose. That's where their frustrations come from because they don't know yeah. what they're here for. And so yeah. always know that your purpose in life and what's truly going to bring you joy is aligning yourself to something you could do to help others. And, and mm -hmm. you don't have to be Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or anybody at that level to do it. You could be working a regular nine to five. You could be, you know, at school still. And every single day, everything you do, if you wake up with intention to help others, your life will start deriving purpose from that. And that will help you find that along with your passion what you should get into and, and, and truly drive forward so that you enjoy life regardless of what your day job is. Well said. Thank you, Lex. And is there any kind of message you would like to share with anybody that may have some talent and they're holding back? Even in, as an entrepreneur, there might be someone out there with, as a business owner that feels like they have a talent. What should they do next? Less is more. Right. I think the problem when you feel you have a talent, uh, if you're an artist, for example, uh, you tend to want to sing, rap, produce, do this, do that. Or you tend to everything. sing about everything. Uh, so do less. So figure out what you can say as an artist that is different than everyone else. And that is the same key. It's like, how do you master 
something that you guys, and maybe it's just an emotion. Maybe it's your own personal experience that makes you have a niche group of followers, right? Like maybe you're the only person who likes a song where the song is screaming the whole time. You'll find other people who love that, even if that other people is 10 people, but that 10 people will grow and allow you to develop and make those 10 people super fans of what you do. And if you're an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. We tend to be hustlers, right? You tend to want to try a bunch of things and you tend to want to overcompensate for your weaknesses. And what I tell people all the time, it takes you longer to compensate for your weakness than to just be greater at what you're already great at. So mm, instead of focusing, even an athlete, like people think, oh, I'm an athlete and I have to be well-rounded across. No, you just have to be the best at what you do because that's your given talent. That's what life put on you. So if you are incredible at selling and, and incredible at people, but you're horrible at operating, find someone who's incredible at operating and partner with them. That, that will allow your business to grow faster because now you have someone who's amazing at operating, but is not great at people. So you could be the one outside talking, taking the meetings, and they can make sure your business is running, is structured, is well done. And that tends to be the majority of mistakes that entrepreneurs make is that they think I can hustle anything, so I'm going to try a thousand things. And again, it's what is that one thing that you could do better than everyone else? And then the same thing for the business you're building. What is the one business that's going to set you apart, that you have a competitive advantage, that you already have a building network, or that you have an understanding of the three steps? So I always tell people, whether it's in marketing, whether it's in business, whether it's in life, everything is in rhythm. We talk, we walk in rhythm, we talk in rhythm, we, our heartbeat is rhythm. So think about boxing. No one throws a jab and just leaves the jab. They do a jab, cross, jab, jab, cross, punt. It's a rhythm. So any business you get into or any situation, is, unless if you don't understand the first three steps, don't get into it. Don't move it. That means you have no clarity. And you're going to be lost trying to figure out what the next is. And someone's going to knock you out. You have to, you don't attack unless you understand the full movement of what you're doing and where you're trying to find a space. And if you see that on Instagram, on every boxing video of any professional, every move that they do, they're setting you up. They're going here, they're going up, up, so that the next time they go up, you cross and then they hit you in the body. Like everything is that rhythm. So in business, it's the same. The, the, if you have clarity or chess, if you have clarity on your next three steps, you're going to be more successful than if you only think of one idea and don't really know what next steps to take because you're, you're, someone's going to knock you out. You're going to lose a lot of money. You're going to lose a lot of time. Great, Lex. Great advice. Wish you all the best, man. It was honestly great meeting you and keep in touch. Uh, once right. you go live, we'll send you the episode information. And uh, yeah, if there's anything else you're doing in the future, let us know. We'd love to have you back. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, brother. All right, man. All right, Take care. Thanks.